Good evening, everyone. It's another episode of Kiki with Kian. It's going to be a special episode tonight. I'm just giving you guys some updates, some announcements. And just to let you guys know, we will be um, continuing with Kiki with Kian. It's been a long two years, but it was a lot going on. So I'm just going to give you guys a breakdown tonight. Speaking of breakdown... Oh my gosh, I love that song. And when I hear that song, it just reminds me of me hanging out and talking to you guys and just being excited about retelling the mess, the truth, the thoughtery, all the crazy stuff in my life. And I digress. So anyway, so I wanted to talk to you all tonight because first, I haven't given you guys a reflections or new year's episode since 2020 but the first one i gave you was in 2019 and i was visiting relatives in texas and i was actually in my grandmother's backyard and look full circle i'm back visiting my grandmother it's actually the first time i saw her and my relatives since that visit in 2019 because of COVID-19. You know, I was not traveling to Texas. You know, they was walling out down here. I think I've only seen two people wear a mask and I've been in Texas since last Monday. So I've been here for nine days. So I'm actually on a tour. So I was in Austin visiting a couple friends um, in my grandmother's town, which is near Austin. Uh, I'm here for a few days. I came on Christmas. My grandmother's birthday's tomorrow. So I came to visit her and some of my other relatives, including my cousins, who, you know, got me really drunk the other night. And I spent all of yesterday recovering. And tomorrow we're going out to dinner for her birthday. And then after her birthday, I'm going to take a train to Dallas because me and some of my homegirls from D.C., we are going out in Dallas because one of our friends recently moved over there because I think Dallas is east of us or maybe south. I don't remember, but we're going to Dallas and two of my other friends are flying down from D.C. One is on Southwest, so girl, good luck. And I'm already down here and our friend already lives down here. So we're all going to be out for the next couple of days for New Year's and celebrating. And we all haven't turned up together in seems like forever, even though those three tricks got turned up back in September in DC, I couldn't go because I just came back from a wedding, I spent money, and I promised someone I would go to their barbecue and I keep my promises. No shade to them, they weren't invited. That was shade to another friend of mine. She know who she is. Love you, girl. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, this is not a special um, excuse me, this is a special episode tonight. Um, it's more of like an excuse the win, y'all. I'm sorry. It's like mad windy up here and I'm by a military base. So I wanted to give you guys some updates regarding the podcast, regarding, you know, yours truly, and just the state of the world. So I want to tell you guys how much I enjoy Kiki with Kian. It's been therapeutic. Um, it's been great speaking to people. Some of you guys are friends. Some of you guys are strangers. Um, but most importantly, you guys are important to me. 
you know, like I said, as a child, I just felt like I was not heard a lot. I wasn't heard. You know, I was the victim of physical and emotional and mental abuse. And I was also, you know, teased when I was younger by relatives, by my own parents. You know, they looked at all my imperfections, me gaining weight, you know, before I got my teeth fixed, I was teased about my teeth. Now, mind you, they could have gotten me a dentist and everything and orthodontist. They didn't do that. They just thought it'll be conducive and funny to make fun of a elementary school kid with, you know, teeth because they stuck out, they protruded, like it had nothing to do with me. You know, as an adult, I got them fixed and I became cuter, but it was still, and still is a big insecurity for me. Like even to this day, even though I got my teeth fixed, I don't like to smile a lot in pictures. Um, when I start to gain weight in certain places, I get very insecure about that. You know, I will wear baggier clothing, you know, sometimes I will wear sweatpants, but because I have a big butt, then it draws a lot of attention to me wearing sweatpants. So it's just really, you know, counterproductive sometimes. Um, I mean, I've grown to accept and like my body. I mean, my dudes like it, so I don't have a problem with it. Yes, I can lose some more weight. Yes, I can tone and tighten up in certain areas. And that is something I plan on doing in 2023. But I had to learn to love and accept me and I have. So that's another thing. Um, but these past two years has been more about my mental health. And I know people always throw out mental health, mental health, mental health. Sometimes I'm here, I'm sick of hearing about mental health myself. But it is important to keep having that conversation. Because when I hear about people killing themselves, that really and I'm not doing that on a live. I'm not doing all of that. I'm not on YouTube. That's another reason why I'm not going on YouTube. Um, it is what it is. It's suicide. And it's horrible. It's sad. And I know people have triggers. But, you know, triggers could be anything. And we don't know what it is. So if you don't like conversations about mental health, you might want to just know that I am starting the release of season three of Kiki with Kian episodes on January 12, 2023. And after that, you can log off and just wait until, you know, you see the topic or the title of the episode and know if you want to listen to it or not. Um, I've, I've thought once about harming myself. I will say that um, it was a long time ago. It hasn't been any time recently. I did think about it. Um, and to be honest, it was after... I don't want to say it was, no, it wasn't during that time. It was when I was younger, probably before I got to high, college, excuse me. I was in high school and it was just really bad. You know, I just grew up and lived with people that just did not care about me whatsoever. Like, to be honest, I was actually having a conversation with myself. I know that sounds crazy. Sometimes I do talk to myself. Uh, or at least I, I say I don't talk to myself. I'm talking to God. And I guess I could have done an episode that night, but it was really deep. And one thing I remember saying as I'm talking to God, I would say, you know, there was one point in my life I felt like the only person that loved me was my maternal grandmother. And even though she's excused that she's part of the problem of why, um, uh, my mother acts the way she does and my mother's relatives. My grandmother, you know, outside of that, 
you know, has shown me she does love me and I love her very much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my other grandma who I'm visiting right now, too. But, you know, and she's never done anything horrible or, you know, mommy dearest. But, you know, she she was a different grandma, you know, until, you know, she got older. But um, my I just felt like my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, at one point was the only person that loved me. And she was the only place where I felt safe. And I think when I had that uh, incident where it was a big, like, you know, incident Christmas in 2018, that was kind of like the final break for me with my grandma in terms of me feeling safe with her. And it's not completely her fault. You know, she's an older lady now. But again, she's allowed the bullshit and the mess that her children, uh, the things that they've done to me over years, she's allowed that by placating them. And just being one of those toxic black parents, you know, thinking they can't do any wrong, but now her kids are kids, so it's okay for them to treat their kids like trash. You know, not necessarily beat on them, but, you know, just having, you know, unquestioned loyalty to the parents. And I'm not doing that, especially when my mother couldn't even show me a bit of loyalty or love towards me. So I wasn't doing that. That's where me and my grandmother differed and as I got older we bickered over it and especially in my big age I uh, have all 10 toes down to the point my grandma's not even allowed well let me not say a lot one that was allowed in a conversation with me uh, to even bring my mother up uh, or those other people there's very 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 few relatives that she can discuss with me because I would not listen I would be like oh I don't want to hear this I don't care about them and there's is nothing, no updates on them will benefit me, make me happy, or make me sad at all. Like, my paternal grandmother actually asked me today, and when I say paternal grandmother, I'm talking about my uh, stepdad's mom, because um, my biological paternal grandmother is deceased. But she asked me today about my mother, and, you know, my mother allegedly have cancer or whatever both of my biological parents allegedly have cancer and she asked me about it and I'm like I don't know I don't speak to her I I don't know how to feel I have no thoughts on it you know like I said if something bad happens to them that will be unfortunate but I really don't think I would cry y'all I just don't and I just you know the past couple years you know I've noticed my grandmother tried to, not this one, I'm going back to my maternal grandmother. She tried to sneak my mother into certain conversations and it got to the point of like, I would hang up the phone if you say another sentence. You know, I just had to learn about boundaries a lot this uh, past couple years. And speaking of boundaries, two close people, I mentioned their names in this podcast. Um, I won't mention their names now, but I'll tell you who, who they are. Um, I'm no longer friends with and I no longer have a relationship with. One of them is a relative of mine. I'm very, I was very close with, you know, I still have love for this person. I still love them. And we have a very special bond because we are relatives, but we're a family. Like they're actually family. But you know, you have like someone you're close to, but you probably can't be friends with. 
you like, I love them, but you know, I ain't telling them my business or I don't want to go out with them. Yeah, that's how I am with this person now because they did something, you know, they crossed the boundary. You know, we went on vacation. I don't need to get specific because uh, I allegedly they're sorry. I haven't heard them say it, but uh, just for the sake of me giving them the benefit of the doubt, they just crossed the boundary and I just cannot tolerate it or, you know, I can't tolerate it. I just can't. I can't tolerate it. And I also won't accept it as being acceptable uh, behavior. You know, if you decide to get physical with somebody for no reason because you're mad and you're just in a bad mood, you know, you're just, you think it's okay to just invade someone's space. And I don't told y'all, I did not want to hear about people getting their ass beat or attacked in 2021. I said about 2020. And I mentioned it in 2022, I think, in uh, a previous podcast, like the last episode of 2021. And that person, you know, they didn't beat my ass, but they still uh, they still got in my space and disrespected me and disrespected my space, you know, my area. And not private area, but like they, the person attacked me, y'all. You know, they attacked me and um, I didn't like it. And I just thought it was really crazy because I didn't threaten this person. I didn't hit this person. This person was just in a bad mood and he decided to do what they did and attack me. So because of that, we are no longer friends, but I have much love and re- uh, for this person. I wish them nothing but the best. We still have mutual friends. If we see each other at a family gathering, that's cool. I'll speak to them. I got their number. I'm in group messages with them. So, you know, I do have communications with this person. But as far as us having a one-on-one relationship, like friends, that's over. It ain't happening again. The second person is a bit of a shocker. So I told you guys I had a very close friend. Um, I've been friends with this woman since our freshman year of college. And we actually did a podcast of eight episodes called powerful opinionated voices it's on spotify it's on anchor and it's on apple podcast please check it out it was a great uh concept we had great episodes uh dominique and i talked a lot we had great chemistry because we were close friends like i loved her like a sister unfortunately our relationship i think i said her name but oh well our relationship uh is no longer a friendship uh, but I do still respect her as a, you know, child of God. I respect her as a woman, as a person. Uh, she's a very talented and smart filmmaker. So I wish her all the success and blessings. But we just had some, I shall say, creative differences. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whenever you have a, and this is something I had to learn too. Whenever you have like a falling out or a big disagreement with somebody, it doesn't have to mean the end of your relationship unless they cross a certain boundary. And with the first person, they crossed the boundary. With Dominique, she didn't cross the boundary, but it was just, I guess in a sense it was a boundary. But, um, you know, whenever you have a friendship or a close relationship with somebody, someone that you even trusted yourself to go into business with, like we did with our podcast, um, if you don't trust them enough to 
be your friend, to be loyal, to be supportive. If you're just thinking, oh, well, I know what they uh, did to such and such, so they're going to do the same thing to me, that's valid. But if you think, oh, I see them roasting Laquita like that, so that means they're going to roast me like that. That's not true because I don't like Laquita, but I like you. You know, you're my friend. Laquita wasn't my friend. So if you think that, you know, you you have doubts about my character and our friendship. However, in the sentence before that, you asked me to trust you as a friend and to give you the benefit of the doubt that you would never speak bad about me. You felt that you had the right to ask me that, but you had the right to doubt me. I just didn't like that, especially after 12 years of friendship at that point. Um, and I think I may have a, a, a episode regarding friendships uh, this one of the upcoming seasons, because I do have two seasons planned for y'all in 2023. I'll get to that in a little bit. But I think I will have an episode with that. Uh, 2023, God willing, you'll see episodes of me actually speaking with other people. I think I need to do that. I've spoken enough to you all about my personal struggles, my issues, my insecurities, things that I've gone through that I've noticed, my opinions. But I definitely want you to see and hear that from other people, especially other people in my life. And, you know, maybe they could shed some light on some episodes or some incidents that's happened between, uh, between them and I. And they could offer their perspective, like, okay, Ken, you did do this, but I felt this way because of this. Or maybe you should have reacted or handled this situation differently. And I have a couple people in mind that I want to do the uh, episodes with. So I'll keep you guys posted with that. Definitely at least one episode in season three would be like that, where I would have a guest speaker or guest speakers. Season four, you might see two or three because season four will have more episodes. So I'll keep you guys posted with all of that, but that's definitely going to happen. And season three starts January 12th, 2023. So please be on the lookout for that. Now, also this season, we will have um, longer episodes. I told you guys the last time that we were doing this, my phone wasn't working and the other devices that I used to uh, do this podcast they were not working so I was not able to give you guys you know the long 45 minute and 50 minute episodes that I enjoy doing you know it was restricted to 30 minutes and you know this episode might be close to 30 minutes as well but that's because this is just like a special you know Kurt episode and I'm just giving updates but when we're going to start talking about serious topics and you know me talking about certain episodes in my life so far I want that to be longer and intimate so the devices and the equipment got fixed so season three episodes season four episodes uh will be very long they will definitely be more than 30 minutes I'm trying to get the episodes to be between 45 and 60 minutes and guys, if I'm speaking slow, please feel free to uh, speed up the playback to 1.25. I think that's best. You know, when I listen to Kiki with Kean, and yes, you all, I listen to this podcast myself. 
And I'm like, oh my God, you said that. Oh my God, you're so funny. You're so crazy. Or like, this bitch is a mess. And then I have to realize, oh my God, this is me talking. <laughs> um, I find that enjoyable. I like that. But uh, yeah, I have to put the playback speed on 1.25 because my maternal grandmother, she says I speak slowly. And I don't, like when I speak, you all, the sound that I hear, like the voice, the tone that I have coming out my mouth, I have a deeper voice. I sound different. I think I sound very like, you know, not like deep masculine, like Keith Sweat or anything, but it sounds deeper, like, oh, okay. But when I hear myself speak on audio recordings, my voice is more high pitch. It's more, it snaps. And sometimes I do be snapping. So it sounds like I'm smacking and just doing a lot of like world <laughs> traits and that's not the case so it's so funny and i'm like oh my gosh like no like it's crazy you know there's a couple times i'm like yo i don't think i'm feminine i'm masculine but i'm sounding like i don't think i'm feminine i'm masculine i'm doing that it's really funny it's like okay well who is he fooling why is he saying all of this and this is you know feminine men i have nothing against y'all i've dated a few feminine men i have feminine traits about me you know i like me a blouse to all my uh, alphabet community people, y'all know what a blouse is. I love me a blouse. Um, you know, I like all types of men, really. I have no type. I have preferences, but I don't have a type. And usually my preference is employed, clean, and taller than me, and cute. If you meet those four things, oh, and you're not an atheist, those five things. You meet those five things, we good. I, I legit don't care. Now, there might be some things I'm in a mood for that day, and that's why I have a stable. Like, okay, I got my blouse, or, you know, I got my my uh, my rugby player who likes to get topped, or, you know, I got my hyper-masculine man who's toxic, but I only see him once or twice a year. Oh, I got this DL dude that be hitting me up, and I'm bored, so let me get with him. Like, that's my stable. I got that. Do I take these men seriously? not as a boyfriend or anything, but as people, yes, I take them very seriously. I respect all my partners. I've told you all this, but as far as making them my man and respecting them, like, oh, he could be my boyfriend. The men I just named are all real and they all know they would never be my boyfriend. So it is what it is and I'll never be theirs. So, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. Um, Kiki with Kia. <clears throat> so I stopped doing this show to be honest because I was doing like a big career shift. So my last job when I was uh, doing Kiki with Kia, I was a contractor for the U.S. Department of State. So after college, I did AmeriCorps. After AmeriCorps, I could not find a job. I was really bad, sad, depressed. I had to move in with my maternal grandmother. And, you know, her house was like the bastion of where those bastards be at. However, fortunately, I never had an issue when I was staying with her back in 2015 after I left AmeriCorps. Didn't have an issue or anything. You know, I was unemployed for three months, but fortunately, I was working uh, in catering. So I was making, you know, side money as a caterer. So even though it wasn't necessarily enough money to, you know, pay rent and bills that, you know, I was able to give my grandma some money. If I wanted to go out, I could go out. I didn't go out that much because I'm looking for a job and I needed to save my money because I didn't know when the next time I would get paid. 
you know, because catering events, you know, there's seasons where it's a lot of events and there's seasons where they dry up at, you know, so I had to be mindful of that. So it took me three months to get like a full-time job. And I worked at the Philadelphia Passport Agency through CGI Federal, that contracting company, I told y'all, fuck them. I don't respect them. I don't like them. They're trash. Um, I was there for a year and some change. At that point, I really wanted to move to D.C. because I'm like, okay, well, being a contractor at the Passport Agency is okay, but you didn't need a college degree to work there. Then on top of that, you know, I wasn't making money like that at all. Like, I was still living in Northern Liberty, so I was still able to go out, live in a cool area and everything, but I didn't have a savings account, and I wasn't making money like that, and I wanted to be more than just a contractor. I did. You know, I wanted to get a career or a position where I'm traveling, where I'm making six figures, where I'm, you know, being able to, you know, go to trips to Mali and Mexico and Colombia and go back to Europe because at that time I hadn't been back to Europe since I left my study abroad program. So I found a job in DC. I don't think I could tell y'all why I worked there when I moved to DC, but I got a job when I uh, moved to DC uh, or I moved to DC for a job actually. So that's when I moved to DC in 2017. I like that job. This is before Kiki with Kian. Then I started working for a startup. And this is around the same time I started Kiki with Kian. The job was cool, but I have a problem with companies that pride itself on diversity and is always talking about being, you know, uh, representing the international community and globalization and the different groups and ethnicities of people and how valuable they are and how their workforce and their companies are diverse, but then you look at the board of directors, you look at the executive team and the people that run the company, it's all white people, all white people. And it may be one person of color there, but other than that, it's all white people, but they're always talking about diversity. But then 80% of their staff is people of color. So it's like all of these people of color, you're not promoting anybody, that's not fair. And then I have a close friend, I'm not gonna say her name. She worked at the same company. And when I tell you they did her dirty, they did her dirty. She went to one of the top graduate schools in the United States located in Washington, DC. It's a select few there. Her counterpart around the same time graduated from another really good school, but it's not as high ranked as this friend school, okay? They worked on the same team and everything. When she graduated from graduate school, this friend received nothing. They didn't even give her a card or anything. And she had been working at the company for over a year. The other girl, however, they gave her a high level position. They paid her really well. And they took her out to dinner, gave her money and a card and everything. Totally did not do this for my friend at all. And mind you, these girls were on, or women were on the same team. Now, I will say this. The one that went to the top rank school is black. The other person is white. I'll leave it at that. You guys can say, oh, Ken, you know, you're looking for something that's not there. I witnessed the way those people acted in that company. 
and it was very get out. Like you think they seem cool and down and hip, but they but it was a lot of serious racist undertones. And when certain situations happened, I was like, okay, bitch, it's time for you to go. So in February of 2020, I told you I went to Vegas for my best friend's bachelorette party. I went to Vegas that Friday morning. Uh, I left Sunday night at 11.55. I took United Airlines back to uh, D.C. I took off that following day because I landed in D.C. at like 5 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, I'm tired and I'm not going into work. So that was a Monday. So I went back that Tuesday. And when I tell you all, like, I don't claim to be a psychic, but I have a gift. Like, I can just sense things. And that whole day, everything was off. And mind you, no one ever said anything or mentioned about layoffs, the company, none of that. But I was like, I'm about to get laid off today. Like, I know I'm about to just get fired. I know I'm about to get laid off. And lo and behold, these motherfuckers waited until 4.30. Mind you, the day ends at 5. They waited at 4.30 to tell me that I'm getting laid off. Me and like six other people in the company. Now, I ain't going to say anything because I was told there was some financial stuff going on. Some misrecordings, but I am not trying to get sued. I didn't say this company's name, but I don't want to get sued. So this was told to me. I'm not saying alleged. This was told to me. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but it was told to me that this company was doing some some, some shady stuff, some sneaky stuff. And I was thinking, like, oh, it's time for me to go. So I started applying for jobs already. So by the time I got laid off um, at the very, February, I think it was February 28th, 2020, or it may have been the 29th, actually, of February 2020 when I got laid off. <clears throat> By the time I, uh, that next week, that following Tuesday, I had a new job. I was working back for the Department of State with another contracting company. But I had a senior role. I had a very high position. And I was supporting uh, someone very high up in, you know, Department of State. Uh, within a certain branch of that uh, department. I was there for a year. Uh, we had a racist staff manager. I don't care. Uh, if she hears this, you're racist. And, you know, uh, you, you, you need something. Uh, you need some disciplinary action taken against you because we were about to. And I actually jumped on board even months after I left to get rid of your ass, bitch. Um, but whatever. I guess nothing happened. I don't know. I wasn't there anymore. They just asked me if it got to a point where we had to do something. Do I want to testify? I said, absolutely, because the woman was a racist. And she was a big reason why I left. And she was also a big reason why when, you know, people start, the whole great resignation was going on. And when people were saying, you know, the toxicity of the workplace and how, it's, you know, people prefer to work for you know, people that look like them. So for me, it would be a black company or black organization. I was like, I wanted to do the same. And as a, you know, classical, you know, person with interest in the classics, I was always interested with Howard University uh, because classics is very important in HBCUs. And, you know, 
the development of like classics departments, languages departments, uh, liberal arts at these HBCUs, you know, it was very important because a lot of HBCUs, those people that were training the classics, they were the educators for the next people, the next generation of people born after slavery. And you know, all of our Harlem Renaissance writers and authors and educators and poets and the people that followed them. So like the Langston Hughes, the Zora Neale Hurston, the Alan Leroy Locks, those people were trained in the classics. And they are the people that trained the James Baldwin's, the Roscoe Lee Browns, the Ozzie Davises, the Ruby Dees. You know, those people were all classics trained people or classics educated people. And that was something that was that always intrigued me, something that was very interesting, interesting, excuse me, to me. And I wanted to work at Howard University. So Howard did get rid of their classics department. However, they still have a, you know, College of Liberal Arts, or they call it a College of Arts and Sciences. Um, diplomatic fellowships is really big at Howard University. And I was fortunate to get a position at Howard. And now I am a program manager for one of their diplomatic fellowships. So that is a blessing and honor. And I've done great in that role. My peers tell me that I have the most amazing group of colleagues, my directors, my deputy director, my coordinator, you know, our other director. We're such a great team. Um, the mission of our program, I don't know if I should say it, but if you follow me on LinkedIn, it's the Donald L. Payne Fellowship. I am just so honored and blessed to be a part of that, you know, the mission of the late Congressman Payne. And, you know, to just add to the diversity and also just to recruit talented individuals, young professionals and graduating college students into um, USAID, the United States Agency for International Development, recruiting them, identifying them, preparing them for, you know, their two-year graduate program and an eventual career in the USAID Foreign Service. Like, that's, that's, that's really cool. It's great. Now, it's not my end goal, but it's definitely a role and a position that I'm proud of, that I'm part, that I'm proud to be a part of. And, you know, I just work with the most amazing group of people at an amazing institution. And I'm just so happy and blessed to be a part of it. And it really made me, put me in a good mood these past couple months. So that year where I was working with that racist ass bitch, I was miserable. Um, I legit thought about having that woman beat up y'all. Like I was going to get a gang of some, some bitches. Um, I don't know, probably from Chester or North Philly or Southeast DC somewhere to just monkey stomp her. But then I say, you know what, Kian, no, it's not even worth it. You're not going to put people in jail for a bitch that wants to send people that look like us to jail. You know, if somebody wants to whoop her ass, they'll do it. Trust me. She's easy to find. Um, She's easy to find. I'll just leave it at that. But I'm not beating her up, and I'm not going to be uh, recruiting people to beat her ass. Instead, I'm going to recruit young, intelligent, talented people that have a, you know, interest and, you know, just a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? COVID brain. I've been forgetting things. An interest. They have a... Uh, they just, they're interested. I'll leave it at that. They're interested or have a special place for 
international development and for serving the people of the world and helping institutions and other nations uh, operate and be sufficient enough to support themselves and support the people in their nations or in their regions and countries. So with that being said, I am back at a good place where I'm comfortable to just say like, okay, I'm happy with work. I got a new apartment. I'm in downtown DC. Well, I'm not downtown, but I'm in uptown DC now. I'm in a cool area. I am still single, but trust me, the stable has stayed full this whole time. So I'm always entertained. And, you know, I've been working, I've been working out, saving my money. I got a raise, but I need another one. Um, I'll talk about that in one of these episodes this season. But yeah, I'm just so happy to be at a place again that I haven't felt since like 2019. And I'm just also excited that now I have the energy and just the, um, the be in a space to just talk to you all again where I'm like okay you know what all of these good things is happening all of these blessings that happening to me I need to share it with people that have heard about my worst my good my bad my ugly my best so far because this life hopefully is long and I missed you all I really did I'm not crying but my nose is starting to (coughs) stiff up but I really missed you all. Um, but I just was not in a headspace or had the right mental state to talk to you all. Because to be honest, there were nights where I just get drunk and I would just ramble and not cry, but I would just be really sad. And I don't want y'all, you know, I already don't like you guys hearing my voice sounding like this, but I don't want you guys to hear like the sadness in my voice, um, the desperation. Because at one point I was willing to take any job. And, you know, even with my current role, my directors had to tell me, you know, you're underselling yourself because I'll say something and I'm like, oh, I don't know this. And they're like, Ken, yes, you do. And you just proved it just now or last week when this situation happened. And I just undervalue myself a lot. And maybe that's the reason why I haven't had a successful relationship as well. I undervalue myself a lot, you know. You know, I have insecurities like everyone else. And maybe me using those insecurities or, you know, those insecurities always were thrown at me. And now I'm aware of them. And I'm like, okay, well, I could sell myself on being smart. But, you know, most guys don't care about you being smart. They just care about like, oh, what skills you got in bed and how you look. And it's like, okay, you can't live off of that forever. You know, like I said, I'm a bad bitch, but I don't want to be a bitch doing bad. And at one point I was a bitch doing bad and I couldn't keep living like that. You know, I had to cut off a few guys because, you know, they were like that. I will say half of the guys in my stable are respectful, even though I don't take them seriously as a boyfriend and never will and vice versa. They're still cool people. The other half, I literally just use them for what they're good for. They probably do the same thing to me. So it's beneficial. It's mutual. Unlike that relationship I had with my former co-host. But um, I, I, I'm i in a good space to talk to you guys again. So I'm just very happy to be here in this beautiful Texas backyard at my grandmother's house. I had a great time with her and my family so far. Tomorrow's her birthday. So happy early birthday, Nanny. Even though 
my grandmother will not listen to this podcast. To be honest, I don't want any of my relatives to listen to this podcast because the ones I'm cool with, they know which family members or relatives I'm talking about. And they're like, ooh, he and his dragon now. The ones who I am related to but I don't fuck with, I don't feel like them bitching to my grandma and my grandma trying to talk to me and say, oh, why are you airing out people's business? It's my business, grandma, and I say what I want. Um, and just my friends, you know, I'm glad they listened to my podcast, but I had a couple friends that'd be like, oh my gosh, Ken, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Or one of my friends said, bitch, you are a hoe. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I didn't put my body count out there, which I almost did in one episode, but I'm glad I didn't. Like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm stopping myself from revealing too much. So that definitely happens, you guys. But I promise you all, just because I'm in a good space doesn't mean I'm not going to be ratchet this year. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop cussing. (coughs) Excuse me, I just sneezed. But um, I will be drinking on the episodes. Some of those episodes I was listening to yesterday, I was drunk as F. So it's fun to drink. I'm going to be honest. I, I... when I do, like, a sober episode, like, right now I'm not drinking because I got fucked up the uh, Monday. It's Wednesday the 28th. I got fucked up on the 26th, okay? Um, but, yeah, when I do episodes like this, it's really cool. <clears throat> but I have to think a lot about what I'm about to say next. And it's really, um, you know, I'm trying to be very PC and be very mm, and very structured. But when I'm drinking, y'all... My lips are wet, my mouth is moist, and my that that the 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 truth and the venom I be spewing and and speaking it it be out there, y'all. It be real. It just comes very quick, you know. So I will be drinking again. This next episode, I will have a cocktail or two while I'm talking to y'all. But yes, season three of Kiki with Kian will start airing January twelfth, two thousand twenty three. It will be weekly episodes, I guarantee you. I'm going to try to release them on Thursdays evenings so you guys can listen to them Fridays because, you know, Fridays people tend to be a little lenient. But, yeah, I will be releasing them like that. Um, My last episode will probably be of the season early March. So it might be, like, March the uh, 3rd will probably be the last episode of the season. Um, I'm going to Spain March 7th, so... I would love to give you guys an episode from a different country. I mean, I did. I did it from Montreal. I don't know if I want to do it from Spain, though, because I'm going for my friend's bachelor party. And I'm so excited. I've never been to a bachelor party before. But I've been to a few bachelorettes. I've been to... Technically, I've been to four. I didn't know one of the women. It was like I was hanging out with my best friend and her other best friend. And she invited us to her friend's bachelorette party in Midtown Manhattan at this... Japanese karaoke bar. It was lit, but we didn't really know her. And it was just like a little uncomfortable because it's like, hi, how are you? Congratulations. But okay, what's so we it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot, you know, I was involved in. But my best friend Arena, I went to her bachelor party in Vegas in 2020. Then you know I got fired afterwards or laid off. Um, I went to my friend Soroya's bachelorette party uh, before she got married back in 2018. And I went to a bachelorette party 
uh, or actually I helped plan a bachelorette party this past uh, August for one of my close friends, Stephanie, and I was in all of those women's uh, uh, wedding. So this time I'm going to be with the groom. So I'm actually friends with the bride as well. And the groom, they're both close friends of mine. I'm actually officiating their wedding. So that should be fun. I'll talk about that probably in season four, because by the time the wedding comes, season three would have been aired. I would have released those episodes. But I'll talk about officiating the wedding season four. Um, they're having a non-religious uh, ceremony because they come from two religious ba- different religious backgrounds. But I am going to get ordained in like the Universal Life Church or something like that. And then I'm going to uh, perform the wedding. So even though they're going to do everything at the courthouse, they still need to get like an officiant to marry them. So that's what I'll be doing. And it's going to be at this beautiful ranch in Northern Virginia in the richest county in America. So that should be lit and fun. But yeah, it's good talking to you all again. I really enjoyed speaking with you all. And last night, I was just really hungover, really sick. And I just wanted to listen to Kiki with Key. And I was walking to the store and I'm like, oh, let me listen to the podcast. And I turned it on and I was like cracking up. And one episode that really cracked me up uh, was the episode when I was talking about Noah's Ark and linking, looking, Noah's Ark and looking, like the two gay shows. Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk about this real quick. The two gay shows that really, you know, shaped me or got me as a kid. So that was, I was cracking up with that. I was talking about Clubhouse. By the way, I'm no longer in Clubhouse. I literally stopped Clubhouse right after I released that episode. And what happened was, well, not right after. It's probably like a month after. I was really in the clubhouse. I would be on it all day, but I wouldn't speak. But I would just like go to different rooms to hear people. And when I tell y'all, it's like a lot of these ignorant ass people you see on YouTube. And I don't have a TikTok. Don't ever plan on getting a TikTok. But like some of them, like the the people that be preaching their whole tep and bullshit philosophies, they were on clubhouse doing the same thing. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I just had to stop because it was getting overwhelming. You had celebrities on there not talking about anything. And I think Kevin Hart was given weekly something. I don't know. Kevin Hart was giving advice. And y'all know how I feel about Kevin Hart. Tory Lanez, I knew, did some clubhouses. Y'all know he about to go to jail. Um, Jason Lee, I told y'all I don't really bang with Jason Lee. Uh, He was doing some stuff. I have nothing, uh, I personally don't know the man, so I don't have anything against him, but, you know, I just, I, I don't like the way he moves, um, and it had nothing to do with the uh, the YouTuber he was, uh, uh, you know, working with, collaborating with, because I knew that uh, partnership wasn't going to last, because that YouTuber is messy, so I wasn't surprised, so, anyway, while I have y'all on, I want to talk about queer ass folk real quick since I brought up Noah's Ark and looking. Okay, so I rewatched Queer Ass Folk earlier this year. I rewatched it because I wanted to watch that show, The First Ladies, the ones with uh Viola Davis, uh Jillian Anderson, and Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know why this man got this loud ass motorcycle. I hate motorcycles because it's just really annoying making that sound. But anyway, I wanted to watch that show because you know Viola Davis with the mouth, it was cracking me up. It was funny. And people was all over Twitter before Elon bought it. 
and was just making fun of it. And it was funny to me. So I'm like, let me watch the show. I thought it was a good show, but it's definitely a lot of fiction in the show. It, you know, especially when it comes to Eleanor Roosevelt. The Michelle Obama, I think, was a little bit more accurate. Um, I think the Betty Ford one, Michelle Pfeiffer's, I think her storyline was the best. It was my favorite. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if Mrs. Obama and Mrs. Ford ever met, but if they did, that would have been great. Because that was like the only, they were the only two that kind of linked together. Like after Michelle Obama, uh, well, after President Obama was uh, inaugurated as the president, as the 44th president, um, Betty Ford actually wrote a letter to Michelle Obama. So like congratulating her. And it's talked about on the show. So, but they couldn't meet in person. At least the show said, oh, because Mrs. Ford was old. But I'm like, you know, Queen Michelle got the Air Force One. So maybe she could have used it or you know got on a private jet to fly out and see mrs ford i don't know but i hope they got to meet each other while you know miss ford was on this mrs ford was on this uh earth she seemed like she was a cool lady anyway and i've always heard of good things about betty ford so gerald ford too actually but anyway i rewatch i have to stop because i ran a lot i was watching queer as folk and because it was on showtime i rewatched the whole show i don't know if i ever watched queer as folk from beginning to end every episode but i definitely did this past summer summer 2022 <clears throat> and when i tell you all like people talk about oh that show wasn't diverse it was very white centric and blah 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 yes but i didn't mind it you know because there's just some things that black people go through that white people don't and vice versa i said some things not all things are the majority things i just said some things I feel like in a queer is first of all, queerest folk was very fake. Like, come on, Brian just has all this disposable income, but he's a ad executive in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Like, really? And then on top of that, he's just getting money after money and is able to find things and buy things. You saw like two episodes of him struggling, but did he magically have the money again? And then you know, Michael is just being a man boy, but he keep getting support. He gets supported by his rich boyfriend. And then he meets fine ass Ben and, you know, Ben is like, oh, we got to save money and be smart, Michael, and all this other stuff. Whereas, you know, he's used to being taken care of by his mom, by Brian, and then his doctor boyfriend. So I didn't take any of that serious. Emmett, again, I don't know if Emmett is like Len from Girlfriends. Like, he's always getting, I'm, I hate people, <laughs> especially on TV shows where they do not work or they just have like all this leisure time and people are taking care of them now i know eventually m had like he was like the queer eye for like the local news channel and a wedding planner but even his rise up to that was just a mess and girl it was just bad it was just bad but i enjoyed the show it's like watching a bad lifetime movie or a tyler perry movie you just get used to it it's whatever but anyway, they did a reboot, Peacock did, over the summer of 2022, and the show got canceled after only one season. Now, I'm going to tell y'all quickly why I think the show got canceled. First, I'm going to tell you why I was a little excited about the show. I had just finished watching Queer as Folk, and I was like, oh, that show really, even though it's like a little like unbelievable a lot of tv shows are unbelievable friends is unbelievable people eat that show right up so 
but it was a show that was very important to a generation of gay men and women who couldn't come out until they were like financially secure to have their own careers where they could have afforded to be, you know, cut off from their family if they wanted to or not, or risk being kicked out of town and beat or beat up or even killed. It's, I think sometimes people don't realize how, even though it's only been like 10, 15 years since that show's been off the air, how much the world has changed, or at least American society has changed regarding the lives of the LGBTQ community. It's changed dramatically. And a show like Queer as Fuck was important to us. So now it would have been interested, interesting, excuse me, to see that in, you know, the 2022 setting. Like how will Queer as Fuck be? My first problem with the show is they were trying to make it too diverse. It's like those Coca-Cola commercials and McDonald commercials we saw in the 80s and 90s, that is not realistic, at least to me. I know there's people that grew up in diverse neighborhoods. I live in one, diverse ethnic group, friends. I understand that. I get that. But it was like, but for all of them people to be that and gay and have be able and or disabled it was just a lot it was just like okay like y'all doing way too much like it's okay to watch a show with like i told you i wanted to watch a show about a, a fine ass gay gay asian man like a russell wong type character you know or uh what's daniel day kim i, I would watch that and oh what is that fine man from uh fire island oh my gosh i can't think of his name right now but him, you know, like, I like that movie, Fire Island, that was a good movie, or something like that, where it's, like, it was, it, it wasn't, it was still mostly Asian people, but they had, like, a black friend and a white friend, it was, fine. and, you know, like that, but it was still mostly Asian men, and they're just navigating the world, and they're, like, okay, we come across racism and all of that other stuff, Queerest Folk was not like that, it was a racially ambiguous, biracial man who grew up with white people, and his parents were, his adoptive parents were white, and he had a white brother who was like their biological son. Both sons ended up being gay, but one son has cerebral palsy, the other son doesn't. The biracial one doesn't have cerebral palsy. And this shows all about like diversity and everything. But again, the only black person I saw on the show was, well, there was two black people on the show, but one of them was just like a, okay, they just come by. They're like an entertainment, the drag mother. So I was like, okay, you know, they mentioned that, you know, he has a partner on the show and he's actually seen in one scene, but you didn't know he was the partner until like two episodes later. So it's like, okay, whatever. The other one had a white partner, but then she, the white partner ends up, you know, how the show ends, the white partner leaves the black partner for the biracial main character who's her best friend from before she transitioned and now but they've been having issues but then the black partner of the white trans woman she's now messing with the bi the biracial man <laughs> it's a mess y'all i'm gonna do an episode on it it's a lot trying to explain <laughs> It's a lot trying to explain it. It was just, I'm yeah, you know, I'm going to save it for the next episode. I'm going to just leave y'all with this. You know, I'll bring that up in the first episode. The January 12th episode, I was talking about Queer as Folk. 
I will talk about race and identity in LGBT relationships. I'll give y'all a couple statistics so that way y'all don't think I'm just coming up with things out of my head and out of my ass. And we could have a kiki and we could drink because I need a drink to tell y'all about the mess that was queer ass folk and some kids are next door being loud, jumping on a trampoline and time is running out anyway. So again, you guys, thank you so much for putting up with me. I'm sorry that I've been missing like a white woman in the woods or in the Caribbean. And I will talk to you soon, January 12th, 2023. Bye.